Hello, Illuminated Souls. I'm Brianne Drioni. And I'm Tina Damore. Welcome to Shamans After Dark. Today, we're going to talk about shining our own light in personally turbulent times. So how do we shine our light when we're in the dark? Sometimes we don't feel shiny. We've got a lot going on inside. What do we do? Um, in challenging times, we can forget who we are. And this is reflected in how we treat ourselves and others. And I think that, or I feel that, you know, um, spirits kind of showed me that when we're kind of constricting ourselves, we, you know, there's sort of an undulation when we're going through challenging times, like our light ebbs and flows, like our breath, and that's normal. Um, but it, it kind of constricts more when we're going through challenge. Um, your light's always there, but it takes, it feels like it's more effort to shine than other times. Um, so the hard times can be our biggest teachers. They're a place of growth, but they can also, you know, cause us to kind of constrict a bit. I also say too, you know, when we, we talk about like, it feels dark or heavy and it's really interesting to me is that how our, our culture tends to have this, um, kind of fear around dark and discomfort, you know, mm. we have lots of myths about the light versus the dark. Lots of, you know, books are written about the light vanquishing the dark and like the dark is this thing we don't want to be in. We don't want to sit here, but it's not good. Right. Um, like our shadow mm. is something we don't want to deep dive into. We kind of avoid it because it, we've been told or we've taken on stories that these shadowy bits of ourselves are not acceptable or they're not okay. Um, so we kind of bury them deep down instead of taking the time to maybe dig those up a little bit, work with it, sit mm-hmm. with it, come up to a sense with a sense of curiosity around, you know, what, what is this shadowy little piece of myself here that's uncomfortable? And, and, and if we just came at it with a sense of curiosity, even just a willingness to explore, why right. are we uncomfortable with it? What, what makes me uncomfortable? The curiosity that beautiful, it's beautiful because you're not coming to yourself, judging yourself. You're not shaming yourself or anything like that. You're curious. I love that. Yeah. Just an open-handed willingness to like, you know, I just want to explore it. Like curiosity can mm. change so much if we're not coming with a sense of fear or, you know, worrying about the, Hey, that's, that makes me uncomfortable. Why does that make me uncomfortable? Mm. Um, and I think that when you can do that, it can kind of move you from, you know, when we say I'm feeling in a dark place, I'm in a heavy place, that can feel like a really isolating place, like a really mm-hmm. hard place to be. And I think if it can kind of help us navigate just a little bit, if we're able to open with a sense of curiosity and, you know, cause when we have balance, when we have balance between our light and our dark, you know, that's when we are really able to go out and impact change. We're a little more in balance we're yes. able to say, okay, this is what I want to go do. I this agree. is what I'm trying to achieve. I can do it instead of having parts of yourself that are at war with each other. Everything's a little more married together and willing to like work together to, accom- you know, get where you want to go in life, accomplish whatever goal it might be, whatever right. you know, obstacle you want to overcome feels a little easier. That's beautifully said, Bray. I really love that because we are all light and dark. I mean, uh, there are shadow aspects to ourselves. And in, in that shadow is a lot of untapped power, a lot of beautiful, um, you know, when it gets healed, it, there, it becomes part of your light and it comes home to you. So um, I love how you said that. Yeah. And it also, you know, we are able to kind of really work with our shadow so that it doesn't feel so heavy or hard or embarrassing or this thing that we're like, oh, it's just a part of who we are. Um, that, you know, we're able to move from a more authentic place, sense of self, you know, we're That's just right. a little, I'm more like, yeah, this is me and I uh, own all my pieces and I'm all okay. And mm-hmm. 
more balanced. (laughs) Exactly. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm human. I'm here. I'm imperfect, but Uh I'm perfect in my imperfection. So that's right. Oh, I love that. Uh, One of my favorite sayings by the recently passed and master Thich Nhat Hanh, um, deeply resonates with me. He has a book, uh, no mud, no mud, no Lotus. Love that book. Uh, yeah. And it's one of my favorite, um, sayings. It's one of my favorite, uh, visions of just seeing how, um, the mud is needed by the Lotus. Imagine we all have this Lotus flower within us, the seed within us. What might that, what might that seed look like? What is the beauty hidden deep in that seed? Where does it reside within the body? What might that lotus look like in beautiful, fearless bloom? Does it bring a feeling of grace? What does it feel like being in that grace? Because that grace is you. Nothing external can tarnish the grace of that seed. So imagine your own suffering is the mud you're standing in. That mud feeds that lotus seed within. So healing isn't about pushing away the mud denying the mud is even there or attempting to convince yourself that the mud is, isn't as dirty or sticky as it actually is. Authentic healing is about becoming vulnerable, learning to surrender, to allow, to embrace the mud and to transmute it because it's only in the mud that we find the nutrients of growth for the Lotus. If we don't acknowledge the mud, we can't learn to feed the Lotus. And if we cannot see the Lotus within, it won't even be able to germinate in the mud. So, um, you know, we might not know that the mud could possibly even feed that seed, but it's our task to transmute the mud into medicine that will feed it and has the capacity to grow with radiance as you do with such beautiful power. So that's, to me, authentic healing. You know, this there's got to be mud and there's got to be the lotus and that's the light and shadow. Yeah, you got to move through the sludge to yes. kind of get anywhere, to grow, to figure out who you are, who you want to be. Right. Yes. Yeah, it's a I, teaching experience. It absolutely it is. is. And, it, and, it's, and it's a really uncomfortable place to be. The mud does it not is. feel like a good place. The mud feels mm-hmm. kind of gross. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. I feel like uh, I've been sucked into the mud. <laughs> <laughs> you know, although I will say as a child, I loved playing in the mud. Yes, in the too. mud, you're like, this is awesome. Like mud getting pies. all sweaty, yes, <laughs> getting all squishy and dirty. And like, you know, we didn't mind the mud so much then as a kid. Right. You're like, this is awesome. I'm going to make a mess. Like, and now, <laughs> now I think as we get older and become adults, we're less willing to make a mess to dig in yeah. there. Mm-hmm. You know, we get a little more constricted by our fears and yeah. the roles and responsibilities we have to carry. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the mud's a much harder place to be, especially when, you know, you've got lots of responsibilities and it's, things can feel heavy and it feels really hard to move. Sometimes you don't even feel like you're moving because the mud is so sticky, you know? So, um, but you know, one of the sayings my helping spirits have given me in the past when I've been knee deep or even deeper in the mud uh, is become comfortable with the uncomfortable. And it's like, okay. <laughs> um but, you know, it's really something I carry with me is, it's okay, this is uncomfortable. How can I just be with this? Yeah. And I think too, when you can come to that space of like, okay, this is uncomfortable. And why? What is it that's making me uncomfortable? Instead of like, this is uncomfortable when I'm shutting down and right. dimming my light and I'm not going to be, I'm just, you know, you can say, okay, I'm uncomfortable. And discomfort means something needs to change. Something isn't, you know, going. We can make space for all the feelings and it's coming up in this moment, 
Yes. And I think when we can make space instead of thinking, I'm not going to feel that, I'm not going to go there, I'm not yeah. not doing it. And just acknowledge, like, you don't have to give it a whole dialogue or a narrative other than I'm making mm-hmm. space for, I'll use the example of anxiety, because that is something that I struggle with all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And being able to say, okay, I'm, I'm feeling anxious, and it's okay, I don't need to have a reason or any other dialogue, mm-hmm. but just making space that it's here and to try and move forward. Hello, my friend. Anxiety. Just come Anxiety. with me. There you <laughs> are again. <laughs> it hasn't been very long since I last saw you. I just saw you a few minutes ago. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love that, Brie. And you can use that. I mean, I think a lot of people do kind of repress uncomfortable things. Um, I'm not feeling like that, you know? And honestly, I, I feel, and you just sort of said this, it's sort of an opportunity to soften into it. And even with, if you experience chronic pain as I do, or a chronic illness, um, that we both have had experiences in it, it, it can be, it's natural to shrink away from it and to reject it and to repress it. But if you actually open up to how your body or your feelings are trying to talk to you and tell you something and really honor those feelings or, you know, sensations, rather than shrinking away with it, and can be quite challenging to do that. um, There's sort of an opportunity to make friends with it. And I love how you just said making (laughs) friends with, (laughs) you know, yeah, it's it's a struggle. It's always a struggle. I tell Mm -hmm. you, it's, it's, you know, you have the tools in the toolbox. And sometimes when you're in the mud or in the dark, it feels hard. And I could speak from experience. Sometimes you just can't open the toolbox. Like sometimes nope. it's like, I yep. know I could do X, Y, and Z. and It would help me feel better. But I just am not in the space where I can right. actually get up and do that thing. I've right been now. there too. Yeah. I know these tools are there, but yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's okay. You know, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You don't need to like, because I can beat myself up and be like, I should do this thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, it just makes it heavy or, you know, like, I'm like, okay. And instead of just being, okay, I, I know I could do these things. I just hit at the roadblock and I just, can't, yeah. And I kind of just need to be here for a minute and that's, and that's, that's okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. I think that sometimes, um, I really listen to my body and say, okay, what do you want right now? And my body just wants to be still. And if I make myself do something like exercise or something that, I'm really not feeling up for. How is that creating a connection with my body? What it what what it needs at that moment is to just sit for a little while and just be. And take a nap. again, yeah, take a nap. <laughs> my goodness, take a nap. Um, Doesn't mean you want to stay there forever, right? Rest is so underrated, and you know, and so, um, but you really can really come out of that period of sticky mud mess. Yeah. Uh, refreshed in a way. Um, and it depends on the person and gives us, you know, give yourself time. Everybody has their own pace, but yeah. And I think, you know, these are the things that like, you know, we get worn down, we get burnt out, we feel overwhelmed. We have too many responsibilities and don't make any time for us because we're so busy taking care of other people or other people's needs or our schedules are just so tight Mm -hmm. these are all kind of things that I think contribute to not feeling like we can shine or that it's hard to shine. It's hard to say, I'm going to make time to shine or I feel shiny because our energy or our resources are like, feel yeah, completely depleted. Depleted. And we feel like I don't have it with me today. But I think that's where the benefit of practice, even if it's five minutes to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to shine, I'm going to sit in a quiet space. Yeah. And greet that friend because that friend is always there as well. That light. 
is is your partner. And if you take some time to just be with it, you're like, oh yes, I feel refreshed again. Thank yeah. you. And just it does, and it also I think does give you that sense to being like, okay, I can pick myself up now. I'm gonna keep going, and I have a little more space and resource to tackle all the things I need to tackle today because just spending that time with your light, connecting with your light, being light is healing. Yeah, it is. It is. It's incredibly healing. And in a future episode, I'll talk about how the practice of healing with light that Sandra Ingerman developed uh, was sort of um, the catalyst to my own healing. Um, so this, this practice is near and dear to my heart. Yeah. It's super, it's super powerful. <laughs> now, Tina, how can we shine at the same time, address the shadow aspects of ourselves? We've kind of been talking about shadow and mud and all those, all those juicy bits. So how can right? we be in that space? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. such a good question. I, you know, I think both of us, I think I'm sure both of us have asked ourselves that question, but uh, we can't fully shine when we're in denial of the con- unconscious parts of ourselves, we can't fully shine when we're spiritual by bypassing anything. It's it just, we're not actually being our authentic light. And it's okay to think positively, but until we are intentionally acknowledging and confronting and making friends with those parts of our shadow, we cannot say that we're actually living consciously. Enlightenment isn't about ignoring suffering. It's about navigating through it no mud, no lotus. Yeah. And I, just to add on that, you know, light, life isn't always, you know, rainbows and glitter. Sometimes <laughs> it's a complete, you know, oh, no. storm <laughs> of crazy. And it feels really hard to be in that space of like, yeah, I'm going to make time to shine. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, yeah. that's just part of life in a body It's <laughs> we have those ups and downs and and I think you said it's ebbs and flows earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Like our breath. Sometimes we feel like we could take that deep breath yeah. and other times it feels really hard. It does. Yeah. And so we wouldn't interface with a group or an individual that has forgotten their light or potentially is even toxic. We can, that can send us into a state of constriction versus expansion. And you might tune into whether this is happening by hooking into um, your felt sense and whether you're dimming, if you feel you're dimming your light around these individuals or groups. And that's a huge red flag. This happens. We're trying to protect ourselves when we construct ourselves or dim our light. We also may be hurting. Um, and that might be causing us to retreat into a space where we have withdrawn or dimmed our light even further. So we can go into a space of self-doubt, low self-worth, questioning who we are, what we're doing, um, all of the above, you know, and that's really an uncomfortable space where we have to realize that we are our own universe. And they, those other people are their own, it's external. So it's sort of like um, a magnet, you know, either repelling or resonating, you know, you're either being drawn to other people or you kind of have that repelling kind of magnetism. And we'll be talking about good energetic boundaries in our next episode. But um, yeah, so that's sort of how I feel, how we can address the shadow aspects of ourselves while we're shining. No, it's also, I think too, to sometimes remember, I think we get really caught up. I know from my past of wanting to always please, you know, being a people pleaser and Mm. feeling like if someone else is unhappy or gets upset with something that I say or do, realizing that is not your, you don't own that, you know, that like you could act or say something to a group of 10 people and they're all going to react differently or feel differently about whatever you say or however you show up. 
and you don't own that. You, you know, mm-hmm. you are responsible for you and how you choose to show up in the world and, you know, be being your right. tapping into your light, I think helps us do that to show up in a way that's authentic and, and that we can move through even right. when we're having challenging encounters with others that it's just, you know, remembering maybe they're not tapped into their light. Maybe you're being in your light and moving from that space right. is able to allow them to mm-hmm. move into their light. Right. And and you can't really even be responsible for that intention. Like you can intend that if I really shine my light, maybe they'll shine theirs, but they might be threatened by it for some unknown reason. So, uh, you know, they may have forgotten their light and it's really, you know, not every, not your job to fix everyone. I think that's a big, I see a big um, problem with a lot of people that are healers is that they feel responsible for taking care of everybody, for healing everybody. And that's not really the case. It's a big, um, sort of like a codependent thing, really. Yeah, you take care of yourself, but also know that, you know, everyone has to do their own work to heal. And everybody has to want to take ownership in their healing process and be willing and, and want healing. I know sometimes people are, I remember one time I was really sick. And a friend of a friend was like, I'm sending you healing energy, but I'd already been working with colleagues that were helping me. And I was like, I didn't ask for you to send. Thank you. You know, it was very Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. um, That, and it was Mm well-intentioned and meant well, but again, a a bit of a boundary, right. Of being able to say, yeah, I didn't, I didn't ask. And you didn't ask me if I, you know, it was Mm -hmm. just, it was a little uncomfortable. So it's just also remembering too, that everybody's, in a place where they're at, when we say we're shining our light and that it's impacting others, you're not sending your light anywhere. Your light is simply shining. You are radiating and allowing your light to just glow like, you know, a star or a nightlight, you Mm -hmm. know, you're just kind of this little beacon. Yes. um, A nightlight. And you're just, you're just (laughs) shining, but it isn't like you're sending your light to someone else. You're not sending it anywhere in Mm -hmm. specific. It's just is. Yes, it is. And like we said before, it's the byproduct of that is that other sentient beings uh, remember their light, you know, so it's a really beautiful practice. Thinking of that, you know, I think of like, you know, we all vibrate, we're all made up of atoms and energy and everything, like even our physical bodies vibrate at some energetic frequency and our energy bodies vibrate at this frequency and our light vibrates. So when you're in your light and you're just radiating, you're just shining, you know, that frequency when you engage with other, if it's a tree or a person or a bird or a plant, you know, they feel that vibration because that's, you know, our energy bodies yes. are always engaging and interacting with the energy body, energy bodies of everything around us. That's how we're getting data and feedback into the, in the world energetically. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's where yes. you're kind of seeing a ripple effect. It's not that you're sending it. You're just in this vibration that might, you know, right. tickle the vibration of somebody else's vibration into a little bit of higher space, right? You're just... <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's like yeah, I love bubbles, bubbles, you know, yeah. just a little bit of being like, oh, you're lifting you up just a little bit in a way that's mm-hmm. just happening naturally. Yeah. Without, without intending to, or sending anything. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So what does spirit have to say about shining our light during personal times of turbulence, Brie? So my helping spirits said that life is a tide. It ebbs and flows with times of ease and times of hardship. When we take time to build a practice of shining our light, it helps us to have a place of centered groundedness to navigate the highs and the lows, to let go of fear and simply be in the present, to interact with the web of life from a place of love and peace. Beautiful. You know, it's funny. uh, My helping spirits also talked about groundedness, um, which, 
you know, if you really think about it, it doesn't sound like it'd be very grounded practice. And it might be even construed or misconstrued by others as like a not a grounded practice. But it is it actually a very grounded practice. So my helping spirit said, commit to staying grounded. Recalibrate yourself with the rhythms of nature. Place your bare feet on the earth's surface. Touch your hands on, on a strong tree. Feel the pulse that is also yours because our natural rhythm matches the rhythm of nature. Breathe in this calm and welcome back home. Welcome yourself back home to yourself into the light that dwells within every cell of your body. That's beautiful. I love that. Love just getting that the tactile experience <laughs> of connecting with nature and, you know, really bring your souls back. Yeah. Nature naturally glows and naturally radiates. Um, and, you know, that's our nature. We are not just a part of nature. We're part of all of it. We are nature too. And I think that, you know, it's interesting both our helping spirits talk about groundedness because when you do a practice of like transfiguration or um, healing with spiritual light is taught by Sandra Ingerman. It's it's just a beautiful, it's love that practice so much. It's Mm -hmm. so healing. Um, You can feel so expanded when you go into the state of light that it doesn't feel grounded necessarily when you come back and you're like, who, wait a minute, takes a minute to kind of really kind of come back into your physical body because you've been Mm -hmm. in your energy body. Uh, So I think that's where that kind of, but interesting when we're able to like shine our light and connect and it radiates through every part of our being. And we kind of bring Mm -hmm. our awareness back at the end of that practice to being like, Oh, okay. Coming back into the body in the state after radiating, it's like, right. But can also be so grounding. Cause then you're like, all right, I know I've reconnected with divine little spark, my little essence that's in everyone, you know? Well, you know, it's a great thing. You're talking about it. it. You do sort of go into a very altered state, uh, doing the practice of transfiguration or healing with light. But, you know, it's almost like, I guess I would, the vision I'm getting right now is sort of like a reboot for your whole mm-hmm. body because you're reconnecting with your light and your body's going, oh yeah, I remember. And so it's sort of like has to readjust to the recalibrate really to all of that resetting and you come back into your body. And I know for myself through this practice that I've done for over 13 years now, uh, I experienced significant healing from a very severe illness. And so I really do think that it resets everything. And so, yeah, you don't feel very grounded with the practice uh, while you're doing it. And you come back and you're like, wow, what just happened? If you really kind of go deep. But when you resituate yourself in your body again, it's like, whoa, I feel so different and a good different. Yeah. Well, And one thing that I'll share here, because this makes me reminds me of that when I, I once journeyed to my helping spirits to say, to ask, you know, what does dis-ease look like to them? Like what, Mm. how do they see it when we're doing healing work for someone? Great question. And he showed me that it's like, we all have a song, like our song that we come into the world with, that our Mm -hmm. frequency vibrates, making this sound our, our song. And when we're out of rhythm, you know, Mm -hmm. when our energy is out of balance, that is when we are experiencing some kind of disease and, Mm -hmm. you know, we need a little retuning or something to happen there. And I feel like when we transfigure or shine our light or get in that space, that's what happens. We are going back to our original frequency, um, to our song and kind of, so that's why you're really having this kind of like rebalancing take place. And you kind of come back and you're like, ah, and your body's like, ah, cause you're, you've, 
your energy body and your physical body are finally kind of vibrating at where they need to be vibrating at. It's there's a, this coherence yeah. again, and there's like orchestra playing in tune where you were describing when you have disease, there's like the string, you know, quartets, like not they're on in the wrong key yep. and, and the beats off with something the squeaking and- somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's beautiful. A song. And, and I, I resonate so much with that. It yeah. makes so much sense. Yeah. yeah. We're all of this unique, love that. our own song, which is, I thought was so beautiful that we all have our, yeah. our own and song. If you, uh, if our listeners ever have, uh, practiced or, or have trained in shamanism, you learn that there, you know, we do have, there is a medicine song you can use in healing with people. So that makes so much sense that we all have our own song to offer people and other sentient beings. So, um, the website journey prompt on shamansafterdark.com is journey to your helping spirits and ask, please show me how I might support myself in shining my own light during, during personally challenging times. So that's for our listeners that know how to perform a shamanic journey. And um, yeah, shamansafterdark.com. <laughs> and we hope that you will join us next week where we're going to continue our discussion about shining our light during the turbulent times that we're currently living in. So until then, everyone, keep on shining your light. <laughs>